success is waking up every day and enjoying what you do, whether mm -hmm. that's career or raising a kid or both, or I think all aspects, it should be loving, loving, loving every moment that you're awake. Good morning, everyone. This is Jared Basson with Mark McCain, and you are listening to Triumph Every Day, where we discuss the journeys that shaped the lives of our guests and how it brought them to where they are today. And today we have Shelby Supinger. Supinger? Yes. Super Nailed Peter. it. Soup. Soup. All right, cool. We got it. That's good. Uh, Shelby is, Are you, you are in the area, correct? I'm from Independence. I currently live off of uh, Buttermilk over in, in Crescent Springs. Oh, very cool. In Northern Kentucky. Yeah, so you've always been in Northern Kentucky? Uh, I was actually born in Minnesota, but moved down here with my family, so. Gotcha. Oh. Yeah. Uh, how long ago was that? Um, I was three, so oh. this is all I really Before know. Before the accent yeah. sets in. That's nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. That, that Minnesota, Minnesota <laughs> accent. You betcha. Um, <laughs> I know, right? It's uh, oddly enough, there's. I was just in Ireland very, very recently, and it was. There's a lot of uh, similarities between Minnesota and Irish oh, no. accent. It's weird. It's a weird. I, I just heard the, the combination of certain words. It's like that sounds very awkward and midwestern. Mm -hmm. um, but you are. Were you? Kind of let's let's walk through your life just a little bit. So born in Minnesota, went through, uh, moved to Independence. And then kind of where'd you go to school and yeah, where'd so, you end up with that? Uh, we, we were in Minnesota for my dad's work and we moved back down here to grow up around a family. Uh, this is where my mom and dad's family are from. I went to Simon Kenton High School four okay. years out in Independence where I ran track and cross, uh, cross country all four years. I was a hurdler, so hmm. um, kind of after high school I wanted to stay home for college. So I, uh, I went to Thomas More my freshman year where I ran track, um, actually only did the indoor season because I was pre-nursing at the time, and they actually have you take like 20-ish hours, mm. and I was like just kind of in over my head, so didn't want to do track anymore, you know, school was why I was going to school, not not to be an athlete per se, so uh, kind of prioritized that, and then after I, after, you know, track ended, I was still in the gym, um, and I just wanted to have something to be competitive in again. And that's kind of how I found um, bodybuilding and competing. And I actually uh, did a short online program, like a challenge type thing uh, for lifting. And that's kind of recomped my body weight. And uh, started prepping for my first show, uh, bikini competition in 2016. So that was two years ago now. Um, and I transferred to NKU after I kind of fell in love with fitness. So that's where I can study uh, exercise science, which is what I'll have my degree in now. So, so no so no yeah. more no more nursing. No more nursing. I actually became a nurse's aide and decided it wasn't for me. Uh, you know, I, I respect everyone that can do it, but it was just not not for me. What was that moment that was like <laughs> this is not for me? Was there it was one the, moment or a combination? Um, I think it was a combination. I was working twelve hour shifts, um, which was the only option at the time. So I was working twelves, going to school, working mm. out, uh, just wasn't functioning mentally like still out of sleep yeah yeah <laughs> yeah that's uh there's a lot um obviously to to be wrapped up in that and we have a couple nurses here and um their their lives are different to say the least oh, yeah. especially when you're talking about working uh 12s and and having to kind of 
I, I know a couple people who have gone back and forth between day mm-hmm. and night shift. So you do like your three twelves night shift and then take a couple of days off and then have to redirect your body in towards day shift. Oh, yeah. And it's just, it just. You have to flip a switch. And no, not everyone thank can you. do that. No, thank you. How did the uh, the first competition go? What was that experience like? So I was, I look back now and I'm like, I was such a noob. I like, I was so naive. Um, mm. I had like a, a, a mutual friend as an online coach. So my whole entire uh, 16 week prep was via online check-ins um, and I kind of just did everything it told me to do. I did as much research I could on myself because obviously this area is not huge, huge in bodybuilding, but mm-hmm. there's a decent amount, but still just not a lot, not a lot of resources. Um, so I was about 150 when I started that prep pounds and then I, uh, I got down to like 136. Um, I did lose a lot of muscle mass looking back just because mm. I was doing a ton of steady state. Mm. Um, I kind of got a little consumed in being in a deficit as opposed to muscle maintenance and keeping my protein up things like that but the show went well like obviously I loved the process because I did more but I got fifth place in both both classes mm-hmm. that I did mm-hmm. in, in bikinis by height so if you've never won it overall you're in a certain height classes based mm. on I didn't know that yeah. I didn't know it was by height actually I know nothing about the yeah. entire <laughs> world of it uh, I'm actually very interested in the, in, in the process so um, kind of how does that work as far as competition goes? Are there local and then regional and national type meets? Right, yeah. Um, so basically, there's multiple federations first. So I compete in the MPC, which is the National Physique Committee. It's kind of the most recognized, and that's the pathway you have to go to get your IFBB Pro card or to ever complete, compete in like the Olympia, uh, things like that. But there are natural federations. The MPC is not drug tested. Um, the first show that I did was drug tested, so there are far and few between drug tested NPC mm-hmm. shows, but it's just the biggest, most recognized federation, and um, there's plenty of, you know, males and females that do go pro in the NPC, um, you know, staying natural. Um, so I'll always stick true to that. But I didn't say so, so. That's something that's very yeah. for your values and yeah. things like that. It and was important to me that, especially my first show, be a drug tested one because it was like you know you do. All, this, all these weeks of work and I don't want to be up against some per- experienced person that also has drugs in the, you know, right. in the factor or is a factor. So, so how prevalent uh, is it um, to your experience? You would, more than you would think. I like I, I said how I was like so naive and I mean, I've been going to a couple corporate gyms in Florence around here for a while and you're like, oh, no one uses steroids, blah, blah, blah. But it's it's there's plenty of usage and it's it's sad it's i don't want to say it's sad but especially people that don't even get up on the stage and it's just for their mm. day-to-day ego. how they walk around yeah. and look and they there you go yeah yeah it's we, crazy i mean not uh, i just can't in the world of that. uh in the world of weightlifting in the sport of weightlifting olympic weightlifting snatch and clean and jerk it's it's pretty crazy to see you know um especially in the olympic level these people who are getting busted uh three or four years after the fact and now they have to go back and shift the medal count. You know, yeah. these yeah. are these are at the next Olympics. You know, so and and again, it's uh, USAW's done a really good job with with basically leading the way, paving the way for a lot of those like the safe sport and clean sport athletes mm-hmm. that they really want to. I want to be as strong as I possibly can in the most natural way possible. Right. I think there's something to be said about that, you know, um, you know, having some values and not, and I, I'm not trash talking to people that, that do that. Right. It's just not for me. Exactly. You know, I think I that's, agree. that's the misconception that like I'm, 
I'm against those people, that I think those people are bad. If that's what you want to do, that's what you want to do. Mm-hmm. It just, it's I mean, there's a bunch of different angles to look at it, right? It's almost like if you look at baseball, it's like you can almost see why the guys would do it. Yeah. Because it's like all of a sudden it's like, hey, if this helps me get my next contract, which is $100 million, mm-hmm. but it's, it's, it's harder to you know understand why people just at your local gym or... You know, just so they can wear a cut off their their juice yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So, but yeah, I think, and obviously just the competitive side of things. Like you look at someone like Lance Armstrong, it just kind of consumes you to where it's like I have to win at all costs. Yeah. Um, so you know, it's a it's a disease. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, for for some people, an addiction. But um, not to what um, get off on a tangent. Go ahead, Jerry. I actually wanted to kind of go back just a little bit because we kind of jumped right into um, you know you going from basically track and field to. Uh, yeah. jumping into kind of being on stage what what was that process for you you kind of touched on I want uh, I wanted this competitive aspect why settle not settle but why land why on the, uh, the, the competition yeah um, so I, I'm trying to think of I was kind of out of working at, so I went from track quit you know kind of got that first semester done mm. uh, and then mm. actually I don't know if you're familiar with um, Katie Hearn so her and her husband own a gym down in Louisville and she was just one of the trainers one of the numerous trainers I found on Instagram that mm-hmm. was uh, doing this eight-week program uh, it's bodybuilding style lifting cardio just recomposition and uh, you pay for it and you enter this challenge and you either win or you don't but I wasn't really in it for that I was in it for the okay, I need to lose some of this, some of this body fat, kind of get a routine in the gym, learn what I can do. So I did that, and then, um, I don't know, just after lifting, I uh, started to see, like, my body develop. I'm like, oh, this is, like, you know, mm-hmm. it's cool how we can manipulate our bodies with, you know, adjusting our macronutrient intake, and I can grow, or I can lose some fat, or I can gain a little bit and get really strong for however long I want to. And uh, so I just, I just think the... The physiology aspect of it all is really, mm-hmm. really cool to me. Um, and uh, it's like a science experiment. Yeah, yeah, like, kind oh, of. You're, okay, you're constantly right. you learn your body so well, and right. uh, being in a prep is just something that it takes a lot of. It's it's not it, bodybuilding is so different from the the powerlifting and the weightlifting, and it's a it's a different kind of strength. You know, obviously you're physically pulling the 600 pounds right. as opposed to daily. You're you're declining the donuts at work or the mm. have to get your gallon in and it's just you have to get your cardio in seven days a week like fasted just it's just a it was a good challenge for me and I, I was able to uh, you know place but more so get there and be happy with uh, what I achieved and after that it's just it's just very exhilarating and I just kind of came addicted to it and yeah. now I want to excel uh, yeah what's the uh, the mental progression has been like I know obviously something especially when you're getting judged on your physique mm-hmm. can just come off as this is a physical thing but I always have a ton of respect for, for bodybuilding in general just with being so disciplined about timing and what you're eating yeah. and prepping and all that stuff but maybe talk about how it's formed your mind a little bit around like just maybe carries over in different areas of your life yeah so I am um, I'm pretty shy typically when I told my parents about it I have a twin sister I told my sister my brother they're like like I'm probably the last person that anyone would have guessed would ever get on stage in a bikini and like literally put myself out there to be judged Mm -hmm. physically just because I yeah I was never like you know I didn't do like stage stuff or any of that kind of thing 
um, but I think it was really good. I mean, I, I dove in, but it was it's a gives you a lot of confidence. Mm. Not that that was the only way to achieve it, but weightlifting in general has given me a lot of confidence and knowing that I can manipulate the way that I look or um, feel with my diet and you know water and exercise. Um, it's kind of a good thing to like feel in control of. You know, before I was kind of eating, drinking, whatever. My freshman year of high school of college, so it was like. I knew I was always going to feel like crap every day and stuff, mm-hmm. but, but after being on stage, I think a downfall of it is kind of when you're reverse dieting and your calories start to go back up, you know, there's prep clothes and then there's off-season clothes because these jeans will not fit me when I'm mm-hmm. over 150, you know, uh, so that's kind of hard to see, but at the same time, I'm at a good place where I know I have to gain X amount of fat to be able to be making, like, adequate muscle gains mm-hmm. per month and things like that so so I'm in a good place and I'm, I'm confident with how I look in all stages now so mm-hmm. I think it's it's a dangerous thing for people with a history of eating disorders or body mm-hmm. dysmorphia because I a lot of people dive in and think it's good for them and then it ends up just making it you know 10 times worse that was so. going to be a question of mine is is how do you separate um you know how you look how you feel from not not your perception but reality kind of thing because, yeah. you know, if you go on vacation for two weeks, you should have this knowledge that, like, okay, I, I, my body's relaxed, but I also mm-hmm. ate so a lot of extra calories. I, I probably didn't. My cardiovascular level probably isn't exactly the same as where I left. You know, having this realization that, like, I'm, I may have to take a step back for a minute. Like, how do you separate that for yourself? I'm just so, um, co- like, conscious at this point about um, what I choose to pick up and eat or go to do so like on vacation for example I'll just try to get as much still fun but like activity and like a hike or walk the beach or you know any anything like that really but I've never had an issue with like taking the rest day you know I know some people are like oh it's my 15th day of training in a row like you need to rest and I I, part of that's to thank for my exercise science program because I like physiologically it's not good for you but um, but yeah, when I'm not in competition prep, I'll go to the grad parties and have cake or uh-huh. eat a donut at the office or, you know, get a drink for my friend's birthday or something like that. But um, balance, I think, is the best. I mean, it's a very frequently used term as far as fitness goes and things like that. But it is so important to find a, a good, happy place in that because I still enjoy life and I still uh-huh. enjoy food. I think I'm still enjoying my 20s without going out every weekend and things like that um but a lot of people can't find that balance or track everything to or the they go the opposite around. way mm-hmm. yeah. they, they go the opposite way where every weekend is or every yeah, every thursday through sunday is a party mm-hmm. you know yeah so um you know and i know my early to even late mm-hmm. late 20s that you know i'm not exactly uh probably being as diligent as i could be so uh you know respect to you for for kind of taking the the step forward and, and taking charge of that in your life that's great um so um now that you've kind of had this first experience on stage uh what's been the process of because i know for a lot of people especially trying anything new doesn't matter mm-hmm. what it is that first experience is probably going to be uh one of the most challenging yeah. so uh what what has been easier and i think what is also maybe more apparent of a challenge than it was before so um i had that first show in november 
of 2016, and then I also competed June of last year, uh, so June 2017, where I got second in both classes. So we're doing awesome. doing cool. better. That's great. <laughs> um, but definitely from both both experiences and both both preps, I I learned so much, and I think uh, show day is one thing in itself, which is the whole like look thing is the makeup and the hair and this and that and you have to get up at like 4 a.m to do Mm. all this stuff and check in and um you know just what to bring and i definitely have small things like overpacked or not brought enough rice cakes to like carve up and things like that right um or i was just not relaxed enough i know i don't even remember being on stage the first time because it was like i just blacked out and Mm. was just like i need to get off of here like (laughs) i was just nervous um but all in all it's been fun and and i think things that have gotten harder are just just come with more knowledge so I've learned more details that need to go into a prep and I have a way better coach um, I'm just a lot more disciplined now because I know that um, I'm passionate about it and I want to excel I don't I don't really want to just place to have the trophies and to collect them and do the thing I want to place first and I want to excel and ultimately get my pro card so um, having more define goals in it like you know, knowing who your competition is knowing what high class I'm going to be in and knowing that I can you know obtain that first or second spot um, how often are you looking at like the competition more than I should mm-hmm. <laughs> um, with social media I think it's a good and bad thing right especially at this regional level you kind of know who's doing what mm-hmm. you know so and so looking leaner at the gym they're mm-hmm. my height they're probably going to be so then you creep and all that good stuff but um <laughs> not too much i mean it's pretty do you have to be intentional about like i need to put my phone away yeah you know sometimes. i'm like all right you know yeah. i'm gonna do the best with my gifts and you know if they're better yeah. they're better but i'm gonna you know exactly and, you know. and also there, there are those gray areas where you it's up to the judging panel at the same time so it may mm. be completely apparent that so-and-so looks better than me but if I go up and hit my routine better and just present it better I could blow so-and-so out of the water you know there's just there's a lot of variables uh with with bodybuilding which is good and bad because you you Mm -hmm. can prep to a t and weigh everything out do your cardio and look look amazing but this judge may not like your shoulders or you know so I would love to hear about your training um like what what that looks like um, you know, obviously we're primarily a CrossFit gym. We operate usually more, um, what I want to say, micro cycles, like mm-hmm. almost like weekly type stuff. But um, are you doing more like, is it like a four week, a six week, an eight week, 10 week? Are you f- focusing maybe more on like, oh, my lats aren't as developed, so I have to pay more attention to that? Or what's your program look like? Um, in the off season, it's kind of more, and when I say off season, it's basically any time that I'm not in a. How many competitions deficit. are you doing? Year? I'm doing two. Two a um, year. Well, right, or? I'm right now. I'm getting ready for one in October. Okay. And then I have one the first weekend of November. So just two this okay. season per se. Sure. So any bodybuilding season is just however many number of shows. Some people yeah. do three plus, uh, right. just one. You know, it just just depends. Okay. It's harder to do them back to back because you. You want to celebrate after the first one, right. but you've got to Lots keep. Of pizza. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah. So right now I'm I'm in a prep, a contest prep. So those are typically, typically not less than twelve weeks. Um, mm-hmm. I've taken I'm in fourteen weeks right now, but I'm where I've I will be fourteen weeks of a prep. So whenever I'm in a calorie deficit, I'm not really focusing on um, 
compound movements as much. I mean, I'm, I'm doing squats, bench, deadlift, things like that, but my off season is kind of where I focus on weak areas because I'm mm. able to be in like hypertrophy or like power building type uh, ranges mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, but right now in a prep I'm doing, I do three days on, one off, one on, one off. Like mm-hmm. every, just repeats itself. And I found that that works really good for me because I'm, I'm training legs three times a week. Bikini's uh, biggest judging aspect criteria is kind of glutes and hamstrings. Mm-hmm. Uh, so much so that they don't even like when females like move their hair off of their back because uh, really? they don't really care, yeah. Which sucks because we, we obviously train our back mm-hmm. and it's just, it's not really, it's kind of more about shape and proportion in bikini than mm-hmm. it is like, oh, like look at those rhomboid striations or something like that. It's right. not like, sure. you know, it's not like men's bodybuilding. Um, so yeah, in, in a competition prep, I'm kind of just maintaining more mm-hmm. so and mm-hmm. higher rep ranges, lighter weight, uh, lots of cardio, lots of hit circuits, mm-hmm. things like that. So you're doing maybe like a 12, 15 rep set yeah. Three, four, mm-hmm. you know, sets up still. to up to twenty. Sometimes uh, at the beginning of my workouts, I still like to do my heavy eight to ten. Yeah, you, yeah. I, I you like, gotta keep it fun. Like, yeah, you can't just do all of, like. Oh, mm-hmm. I just have to do that. Yeah, right. That that is a big question too. Like, is it how much of it becomes work and how much is still fun? Yeah. Honestly, the whole cardio is work. I've never enjoyed cardio. I have mm-hmm. to. Especially after running, I'm like, how did I run cross country? How did I run eight miles a day? And now I have to do 30 minutes of cardio and I'm like, I'm so bored. Um, That's the work part. But lifting is always the, I mean, I don't ever dread working out. Like lifting is always the fun part and Mm -hmm. the posing practice is fun. And in that literally just the hardest part is we were talking that the meal prep, the actually eating the salmon at 11 p.m. when I don't want to and Mm -hmm. I wanted to talk about that too maybe walk us through you know timing and eating and and a little bit about where you're at right now with uh, food yeah so um, my my coach his name's Jason Theobald he um, he's real big into like carb timing Mm. and um, I'm actually carb cycling now so I have high days low days and then moderate days and then I have a refeed every seven days. Yeah. So that's nice. It's not a free meal anymore. Like in the off season, it was a free meal. So my refeed would be like pizza or like mm-hmm. Chipotle or something like that. Just like kind of unchecked. But now my refeed is a 220 carb day. So I'm like, ooh, like extra rice yeah, or like extra right. rice cakes. How exciting. But um, so yeah, I do uh, 40 carbs in the morning, 40 pre-workout, 40 post. Um, on my low days where I don't train, I get 80 carbs a day, so I do 40 in the morning, 40 in the afternoon, no more the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, protein kind of stays the same every day. I just get in 165 grams. In the off season, it's closer to my body weight, which is around 150. Uh, but here, recovery is so important, and the rest of my calories are so low that uh, we kind of up that in mm-hmm. a competition prep um, just to maintain muscle while I'm doing all this cardio and whatnot. But um, I mean, it's pretty much, once you weigh the stuff out so mm-hmm. many times, you know what 200 grams of egg whites looks like, and you know what four ounces of chicken or four ounces of salmon mm-hmm. looks like, and, and I don't mind eating the same things every day. I don't eat the same things at the same time every day, or the same, like, like rice cakes, I'll go, mm-hmm. oh, chocolate rice cakes, or plain, or caramel, like, it sounds miserable, but yeah. I, like, thrive off of routine, and so... And you know what the result can be. Yeah, you know, yeah. Through that. It's rewarding yeah. in itself, yeah. so... What, what about fat? Are you taking much fat at all? Um, in the off-season, I stay around 45 to 50, mm-hmm. which is pretty high for me. Uh, but right now, I'm at 
30 and mm. then on my low days are like 25 like on my refeed day when my carbs are high my fats drop to 25 and that's really challenging yeah, that's especially tough. as a female the fats you have to watch because of hormones can get off and stuff like that but everything's in tip-top shape right now as far as digestion hormones which my coach monitors he has me do blood work and mm. uh, check my blood glucose so we, yeah everything's really everything's optimal so i'm really blessed right now yeah how um I, I guess have a maybe kind of the social media side of things. How do you? Because um, like you said, you you started out. I think one of the first things you said was, "I did this eight week challenge of mm-hmm. one of the many, many, many coaches you yeah. found online." So, how maybe just as someone who's who's been doing this for a little bit that kind of is very in depth into the social media world, uh, when everyone's putting on their best, it's their highlight reel yeah. of their day. How do you kind of cut through the crap for a lot of people and maybe if you're looking for a coach or you're just someone who because you know you see someone like yourself on stage and like oh my god I want to be that person mm-hmm. obviously I don't know the work put into it you know um, what do you say to someone who's maybe getting started in this or maybe someone who kind of sees what you're doing and thinks oh I can just uh, why, why don't I look like that right you know it's a lot of it's a lot of sifting through you know, everyone, it's, I mean, and I'm not bash, it's, it's easy to get a personal training certification, but, or a sports nutrition certification, like, honestly, it is, but uh, a competition, specifically speaking of bodybuilding, it's, a personal trainer is not a coach, it's not a prep coach, prep is a, a lot of health to take into someone's hands, and uh, Yeah, because you, you could completely, like, especially females, you could completely yeah. throw off, like, reproductive oh yeah you know like the the ability to to later on bear a child right you know and i know far too many like friends of mine that have dealt with that and like just haven't Mm -hmm. been hormonally optimal like in optimal health in like months because a coach has you know i don't want to say the coach has messed them up but they didn't know any better and they're paying that person for their services and they just essentially ruin them um but i mean i would say just Titles are one thing, but I would fully go off of what other people have to say, uh, actual results. Um, I mean, I know I, I looked for my coach forever. I felt like it took like a month and a half. I didn't have a coach, and I'm like doing my own thing kind of, but talk to them on the phone. Uh, if they can't set up an interview with you, like that's an issue. Um, you should be able to ask them however many things you want to ask them or ask them to speak to current clients or previous clients. Uh, if you have any health issues, I mean, I, I deal with like IBS and I'm like gluten sensitive, which sucks, mm-hmm. but yeah. he's really helped me kind of get it all into remission. I was like super inflamed and things like that, but he's got me doing like no red meats and like I took all these different supplements, like just like essential oil, like peppermint oil, random things like that I didn't know would ever help my stomach, but I feel mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah, that's great. Um, well, and it, I think to to what you're saying is that goes across the board for almost any service absolutely. that you are that you're willing to undertake. I mean, mm-hmm. um, perfect example is someone like our gym. If you call here and you know we can't set up a time with you, or you know we're too busy to talk to you that day, there's probably there's a problem there. Yeah, you know, so um, getting a car fixed. You know, insert mm-hmm. whatever business you're talking about. It, you need to go off those recommendations are going to be the the highest um you know they always say 
you know, the, the doctor who comes in last in their class is still a doctor. Right. You know, you need to go to the people who have actually gone to that doctor. Right. You know, right. so. I, I think it's usually like, you know, for whatever reason, people are just in, in life, like if you have a legal issue, you get an attorney. You know, like if you have these certain things that, you know, you go through in life, uh, people seek help. Mm-hmm. But for whatever reason in fitness, people are, are very hesitant to like enlist a professional. So I think your foresight and to be in like, you know, because I feel like some people will just be like bullheaded or whatever and, and like, I can do it on my own. Like I did one comp, now I'm a, you know, oh, I'm yeah. a professional. But it's just so important. Even, you know, I know me and Jared operate the best in the gym whenever we're enlisting a coach or doing a program or following a protocol. Like you can't just wing it. Right. You know, especially when it comes to nutrition. I mean, and, and it's so amazing because the it's your life you're messing with you know whenever exactly. you're like just kind of winging your nutrition and your fitness you know again if you get in a car wreck it's like oh i'll figure this out it's like no that's why you have insurance exactly and you pay someone it but it's not always as obvious so i commend you for you know taking this to the the next level and seeking out a coach and getting your blood work done that's that's phenomenal and, and finding these little things and it's it's really cool to hear i think that'll carry on um obviously you'll take that with you uh, even if you move past the sport of bodybuilding, right. you know, mm-hmm. to say whether you do it or not, later on in life, you can take peppermint oil and right. have yourself yeah, feel better, you know. Mm-hmm. So, I think it's important to always be learning. Oh, yeah, 100%. 100%. Um, speaking of, what are some of your your kind of biggest things you've learned about yourself through this process? Um Obviously, you can get on stage in a bikini. That's right. one. <laughs> you mean like Conquer internally? Uh, either, yeah. either. I mean, either. I mean, there's because there's certain things that, after, whether it's you're training for a marathon, to get on stage, to do your first weightlifting meet, you're gonna learn things about yourself, mm-hmm. either strength or a deficiency, um, that you have to kind of take into account the next time you go to do something. Yeah, I definitely have become a morning person, mm. where I used to like oh I'm a night owl but I think that that was laziness uh, because now I love being up before 7 I have to be up before 7 a.m. or there's mm-hmm. something wrong like I actually um, I've read about that it I, th- I think it has more to do with age okay so it has it has a lot to do with the you know hitting puberty and going through this growth stage and as your body starts to settle down um, you know all the times that your parents yell to you to go to bed or they're yelling you to get up early and things like that it's not your fault it's physically your adept to be up later and sleep later mm-hmm. and it, as you as you kind of sense. level things out um, it's easier to become a more of a morning person I was the same exact way yeah. I mean I would I would be in the computer lab at midnight and work till yeah. you know four or five <laughs> in the morning and then sleep all day that's just who I was it wasn't that I was that's I couldn't really help it but mm-hmm. as as they've moved on I have to be a morning person, mm-hmm. but it's a lot easier for me to get up at, you know, 6 or 7 a.m. and not have to worry about it. Right. Yeah, I forget where it was. There was, like, case studies now, and, and there were scientists lobbying to, like, through scientific data to start high school later. And, like, these kids are programmed to stay up late, and then you got them te- taking a test at 7 in the morning when, in reality, their body's not even up oh, yet, yeah. or their brain's not even up. Yeah. And My then brother. the studies would always test, like, hey, if kids score higher on tests at this time and you know anyway so yeah, yeah. to your point that's true my sure. brother is a, a freshman in high school he's 14 and uh you know between starting sport or being in sports uh 
He's got a couple AP classes already, and then, you know, he catches the bus at 7 a.m., mm-hmm. so he's up at, like, at least 6, yep. probably not, but, mm-hmm. you know, breakfast is one thing, but I know he, this summer, he was up till 3 a.m. all the time, mm. and I'm like, now you're waking up at, like, 6 a.m., yeah, and I go home to visit, and he's napping on the couch at 5 p.m., and, 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 like, and you're and he's getting yelled at because he's, he's sleeping, Yeah, and he's you know. like, I'm just trying to function. Yeah. Right. Crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy to think about staying up till 3 a.m. Like it was no big deal. Right. I was just up all night, even in college. Uh, and now I'm like in bed by 9:30. I know. We got when we got back from from Ireland. It was 10 p.m., but it's actually 3 a.m. And I was just like, I'll stand in front of the mirror, like, what did I come in here to do? <laughs> Brush teeth. Yeah. <laughs> Take contacts out. Oh, that's right. Get yeah. a list. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, but I, I think. To kind of go back to what you were saying, I, I think a being a, a younger adult and having the foresight, like Mark said, to, to kind of seek out a coach is is very very big and responsible of you. I can't tell you how many people um, you don't we don't see it a whole lot anymore in our world mm-hmm. of of CrossFit, but um, we do see it from time to time where it's just like you have a semi natural athlete and they just well I can do this on my own. Like, no, the best of the best have coaches. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to have, even if you're the most accountable person in the world, they're going to see things you're not going to see. Yep. I mean, you have to have a different set of eyes and a different perspective on what's going on in your life. It doesn't matter what you're doing. You know, even if you're talking about the business world, if your coach is, you know, someone you meet with, you know, over the internet once mm-hmm. a week, it doesn't really matter as long as they're giving you information, giving you feedback on what's going on in your life. Yeah, I think and that's I, huge. I think especially with the, the gray areas in bodybuilding where you don't know how you're going to do, it's not as simple as completing the lift or getting this time or, you know, whatever. You don't know until the finals show, like, how you're going to do. And there are a lot of people my age and what are they? Oh, I, I prep myself and I do this myself. I'm like, how do you how do you gauge that stuff like right. how do you what are you monitoring and like all this it just it scares what, me speaking of what like what are they kind of scoring and looking at in a competition so it depends on the division so there's uh, multiple divisions and then there's the classes so divisions would be like men's bodybuilding uh, men's physique um, classic physique and then with women there's uh, classic physique and um figure and then bikini so, so i'm wildly ignorant i don't know what i mean they <laughs> all sound all. relatively the same to me so maybe just dive in just yeah. a little bit to what those are so um i guess men's bodybuilding the most obvious the like phil heath uh kai green i don't mm-hmm. know if any of those yeah, yeah. The, the big just you know they wear the just, tiniest yeah, little they're, 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 they work out a little bit yeah huge <laughs> beefy looking men yeah that's uh Body, the bodybuilding division, uh, classic. They're physique. drug tested, right? They walk in and I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no. Oh, um, then uh, classic physique is a step. I don't want to say a step down, but a division between men's physique and bodybuilding. They wear uh, sort of looks like spandex shorts. Mm-hmm. Um, it's sort of like the more classic area, like or era, like Arnold. Okay. Uh, that type of look. It's uh, I don't want to say it's softer than bodybuilding, but it's. Because it's not just as, as detailed, yeah. Not yeah. as not as size, not as much size. Um, mm-hmm. And then men's physique, you've probably seen photos. Uh, they wear the board shorts. Mm-hmm. So you could almost—it's almost, it's That's almost what like I was about not as vascular. It's almost like your your like your middleweights, okay. heavyweights, super heavyweights yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So the men's physique wears the board shorts. You literally can't even see it from the knee up, and I 
I have Can respect for all bodybuilders. Yeah. I, <laughs> so oh, you're like, uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> do you do your cat? Do you train cats? Like, cat implants so bad. <laughs> what? Anyway, sorry. It's like they have huge shoulders and huge lats, and it's like. Yeah. You see Entourage? You ever see that Entourage episode where he's he like asked what's his uh, Johnny Drama? Johnny Drama's walking around the party asking this, yeah. trying to find that dude's got calf implants. Yeah. <laughs> we used to, I used to have side now tangent here. We'll reel it back in, but I had a football coach in high school who was absolutely a monster, like strict press, like two twenty five, like military press like no big deal never to this day anyone in our high school saw the guy wear shorts wear pants Uh-oh. I mean we're out in summer heat pants on like we're all, we'd always like try to bend over and lift his like <laughs> pants up and stuff <laughs> but we're convinced he had like toothpicks for legs but probably he was ginormous <laughs> like, how, anyway. do you, how does it support the rest of your body that's what <laughs> exactly. I'm like. anyways so, anyway, sorry. so is it kind of the same for women then is it yeah, so they actually did away with women's bodybuilding um, like a few years back because it just got so out of hand with drugs and mm. it just was not a good look. It was not a good situation. It was they, pushing there's, it. There's uh, just from photos and things, and I think that's where you know it gets probably gets a bad rap. You know yeah. where it's like when you are physically taking testosterone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To you make yourself that larger much. than your significant other who right. is a male. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they did, which I think was really big of the NPC because classic physique is so close to bodybuilding with women. I mean, once a woman is huge, and, is, is know, that what? Shirt. Sorry, to keep no, interrupting. Uh, I just know her last name Bailey. Thing is. Diana Lynn Bailey or whatever. Yeah. Is that what she does? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she's jacked. Yeah, it's insane. Because she's won that a couple times, right? Okay. And especially regionally, like, there's not, I mean, my first show, there wasn't even one single um, classic physique female, Mm -hmm. or physique female. And that's the the smaller one? That's That's the biggest one. That's the biggest one, okay. Just because it's so, it's not, you know, real present around here. So you have to to travel to see women do that now, which I I think is good because it's pushing it and... She wasn't gross, though. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, yeah. she was jacked, but it wasn't yeah. like, oh, she's going to yeah. destroy me in a fight or something. Right. You know, like, <laughs> she doesn't have to shave. Probably could. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, so there's uh, women's physique and then uh, figure, which is, um, they also wear bikinis, but it's their posing that isn't really a routine, um, per se. They just kind of do quarter turns, okay. quarter turn to the front, quarter turn to the side, quarter turn to the back. Um, and those women are are uh, kind of look at they're looking for that X frame, mm. so large quads, uh, large shoulders, large back, that taper kind of thing. Okay. Um, body fat's Small a lot. Waist. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're a lot leaner than bikini girls. Um, so then bikini is is what I do. Obviously, we wear a bikini. Um, but there's a a criteria that recently came out because at the national level, a lot of bikini competitors were coming in so conditioned that. Um, and it wasn't it wasn't gross and manly, but just so lean, like such low body fat that there was glute striations. Like you shouldn't be able to see muscle separations mm. in the bikini division, um, whereas that would be acceptable in figure. Do they push you up to that then, or is it something you decide that I'm in this? It's division? something you decide. Gotcha. And at the regional level, there actually are a few girls I know that cross over, so they'll do bikini and figure at the same show, which. I'm, I'm yeah. split on because it's like you train to look one way, but you're competing mm-hmm. on stage and posing differently to win trophies in a different division. Right. Yeah. So, so it's I don't almost really, like something went wrong or yeah. right. 
Yeah. You know, if you're like, oh, I got striations yeah. in my which glutes. Which one am I better oh. at? Like, yeah, yeah. exactly. And, yeah. Oh, I'm under three percent body. You know, like, which is insane. It sounds like a very confusing female. world for me. Like, <laughs> it's like um, you get striations in your glutes. It's kind of complex, but once you, you know, you just kind of learn it. And what's the um, what's the community like around here? Is there a community? There is. Um, so when I first got into it, I was like, "There's no one around here, and all this." And um, but actually, I've met multiple people at the gyms that I go to, and just um, even from social media that live you know, within the state or within the tri-state um, that compete, that I'll, you know, meet up with and stuff. And there's not really, I say that I find my competition on social media, but we're all like, I don't want to say friends, because we're not like on that type of terms, but just like, cool. I mean, I- Give that head nod. You talk yeah. about you your prep, how, how are you yeah. feeling, things like that. Yeah. Um, but I swear up and down sometimes, I'll see I'll see girls in the gym and they'll talk to me for like 20 minutes during my workout and I'm like, they're just trying to sabotage mm. my workout. But like, I know real. that they're really not, but That's it's the worst like... the thing about the Globo gym. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm like, I'm, oh, no. I'm just going to look at the floor and so no one talks to me, but... but um, you got to wear like the like two sets of headphones. Yeah. Like, take one off, like, mm, still got it. <laughs> Sorry, I can't hear you. The cans plus the buds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And the wireless, you get the wireless, Just all the, all the, all the all uh, distractions. Um, yeah, I mean that's it. Sounds very intricate, but at the same time, um, the reason I asked about the community because that is a huge part of of what we do here. I mean that's mm-hmm. that's that's probably the biggest thing is we're, you know, we always say we're more in the the community building business and and customer service business than we are in the fitness business because. That is our number one goal to foster a place that people can come, call it their home, you know, blow off some steam uh, for the I day. Have their guard up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I was, I was just curious on how that works with something that is so individualized. Yeah. You know? And I think that's a big thing is there's not really an outlet for it to be as much of a, a community type thing besides show day when, mm-hmm. you know, you're all backstage at the convention center pumping up, eating chocolate or drinking mm. wine. Oh, yeah. Whatever. Oh, <laughs> So that's 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 always fun. That's obviously the best part. The day flies by. But other than that, I mean, one or two people I'm super close with that I'll get my workouts in that are also either in a prep or have competed before that know what it takes and can be serious. And um, like my best friend is also we're doing the same two shows. We have the same coach, so we're eye to eye, you know, with everything. So where it's not a community, but the relationships are are there and, and I, we wouldn't be as close as we are I don't think if I wouldn't because I mean I met her through this so so it's there is a community but it's not like it's a, different right yeah it's just different it's like different you guys meet up for rice cakes where we're meeting up for beers and <laughs> exactly pizza and <laughs> we're, pre- we're <laughs> baking can't. asparagus you know but but to that point I mean it's just so disciplined you know like I, I really believe you know uh, it's probably the most disciplined sport out there when it comes to year-round like you're getting blood work done and you know i wouldn't even dream of that for you know necessarily powerlifting or olympic lifting and all the things like that it's just because again i mean like you said the criteria is known like you're Mm -hmm. you're like oh talking about glutrations and different things and you're like you're constantly you know doing your routine probably looking at yourself like all right Mm -hmm. hey i need to make sure i you know get my whatever like you said your hamstrings and your glutes ready for competition or whatever it is so anyway i kudos to you for being this disciplined <laughs> and pursuing this and uh also studying exercise science has that that's probably i would imagine helped 
with yeah, training. And I would say helped and probably convinced me too to ever get on stage because um, I'm able to I'm able to implement so much of what I learn into my mm-hmm. own training and my own diet that it's definitely been a an upper hand. What are you looking to do with exercise science? Is is that? Um, so originally I wanted to do cardiac rehab after graduation, which is cool. still kind of a plan, but like side note, I'm a pharmacy tech. Mm. I've been a pharmacy tech for four years now, mm. and after being so consumed in that, I really want to potentially go to pharmacy school. Sure. So um, after I graduate this semester, I'm going to stay at NKU and take some prerequisites and apply to UC. So cool. fingers crossed. Congrats. That's, very that cool. That's awesome. Thanks. Um, where, uh, as far as the sport of things, where would you like to, I know you've mentioned a little bit, like what does it take to get your, your pro card? Or, or you know, Obviously, that's yeah. kind of the goal for you right now. Yeah. So um, in the MPC, so you um, have to place regionally. So like there are some regional shows that people will just do, like like I said, per season, they'll just do one show or something like that. Um, so if I wanted, if, if your goal was to go and become an IFBB pro, um, you would have to do a regional show and place top two that is a nationally qualifying show. So there's shows that are qualifiers and there's shows that aren't. But if you do a qualifier, place top two in your height class or weight class in men's case, um, you are qualified for a national show. National shows are in uh, Miami, Vegas. It's about five. I don't know what that's like in Vegas. That's just yeah. got to be a madhouse. Craziness, yeah. yeah. So you get your national qualification that's good for a calendar year. Um, so say I place top two this fall, get my NQ, that's what they call it, national qualifier, mm-hmm. get my NQ, um, and I want to go take a little off season and maybe next June do a national show in Vegas. Um, if you place top, depending on the size of those national shows, top two or top five get their pro cards. Um, so if I place there, which is the scale at the national shows compared to here so like here in louisville i'm doing a show there'll probably be about 30 girls in my height class in bikini Mm. which is a lot regionally but at the national level there'll probably be one to two hundred in my height class of girls that have nationally qualified in their own state or their own place wherever and are trying to get that pro card as well so the way that they choose those top one or two is by call outs so everyone does their presentation and judges kind of converse, whatever, and decide. We all have a number, decide they want this number and that number. Choose a top five, basically, and move you around, compare you a little bit. You'll walk, come back. Um, but yeah, top two at a national show would then get their pro card. And, wow. Mm-hmm. And you can't compete in the so NPC like anymore. So 1%. Yeah, it's very hard to do. <laughs> That's pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah well, the but best. But there are those people that like do one regional show, and it literally is like, one after the like two shows and they're pros like there's just some freaks that yeah can that do that yeah there's always those genetic freaks yeah it's just like you have great genetics and you got a coach and there you go yeah yeah just unfortunately that's that's, that's kind of how it works for some people and it's not fair but that's how it is yeah and i guess i'm I'm lucky and i'm 22 a lot of people uh that i found it now so i know what i'm going after whereas if i would have found this like post-graduation or like 26 years old when i'm trying to settle down and start a family or something so like old. get married <laughs> i'm not saying yeah. it's old like i envision myself married i guess at 26. sure sure that's valid <laughs> back when i was 26 but um, you know what i mean if i yeah. would have found it later i don't think i'd be able to um justify seeking a pro card but right. now i'm um pretty tunnel cool that's yeah, great it sounds like you love the process too and i think that's what it's about yeah just in every, any kind of avenue of, of life 
Um, Falling in love with the process. I noticed on your Instagram page you have Midwest meal plans. Yeah. You have a tie to them. Yeah. So There's a shameless plug. Yeah. Mike <laughs> Mike Mandel. Shout out to Mike. Um, Mike and Emily Mandel. They're married. Um, they work out at the a couple gyms here in Florence, and I've just literally met them through the gym. His wife competes in figure. Um, she actually just won a show down in Owensboro a couple weekends ago. Um, he owns this meal prep service, so basically... Um, Does he also own Hungry, Hungry Bros? Yeah, yeah he owns, it's like a, a food truck, yeah. Yeah, so they've, they've, they've actually were at one of our competitions. We had them come okay. out. That's when PJ was... Uh, still involved with it. I don't know what that dynamic is now, but anyways, yeah, they were they were there at one point. Okay, yeah, he. Um, so it's really cool. It works out well for like bodybuilders or just. I know my my boss is about to hop on board and buy some meals because I gave him one of mine, um, nice. just because he's like, got he's got a two year old and an infant and he's like I'm going to the gym for work and I'm taking care of them at night or waking up through the night and cooking meals whatever, but he's just buying like a a lunch for the day or whatever but for you can go on there basically um in order if you have any diet sensitivities um things like that but there's different meals to choose from and the reason i like it so much for bodybuilding or tracking food if you do that is because it has like the macronutrients listed right on the lid uh-huh. of your food so sure. carbs fats protein it's able to you're able to just track it because you know exactly what you're eating it has the portions on there but but yeah so mike uh we kind of collaborated, me and there's another um, gentleman up in Mason, Ohio, I believe. Um, we just kind of promoted and we get get some meals every week and uh, yeah, it's a good, oh, yeah. good, good, good. Sounds, sounds great. And uh, obviously it's, it's, free, yeah. it's local, right? That's yeah. good stuff. Um, so we always like to kind of round things out, just a very simple question. I'm, I'm very interested to hear your response because it's it's, we've never really had someone who's who does what you do on here. So uh, it's just a very simple question is, what is your definition of success? Um, I think success is waking up every day and enjoying what you do, whether uh-huh. that's career or raising a kid or both, or I think all aspects, it should be loving, loving, loving every moment that you're awake. Uh-huh. It's fantastic. It's great. Um, and where's a good place people can find you? I know you have like an Instagram account. Do you have Twitter? Do you do that whole thing? Um, I do have Twitter. I'm not on there as much. Yeah. Mostly Instagram. Uh, What's your name? We can tag you. Yeah, at Shelby Supinger. Just first and last name, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, you know, check her out. Uh, kind of follow her journey. It's going to be interesting to watch you Thanks. kind of grow. And, and we'll be looking in October as you get to your, your next yeah. competition. So, so uh, thank you for coming yeah, on today, Shelby. And thank you all for listening to Triumph Every Day. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube, iTunes, and everywhere your favorite podcasts are found. You can find us at triumphstrength.net, on Instagram at triumphstrength, and Facebook at facebook.com slash triumphstrength. See you guys next week. Thanks. Thanks.